So it is Thanksgiving. It is that season of Thanksgiving. So today for our sermon, we're going to spend some some time talking about it. Because that's what we do, right? We talk about the stuff that's going on in our world. We talk about stuff that's in the air. And we explore how to navigate it. We explore how to hold on to it. Because that's the thing about our faith and spirituality, isn't it? As much as we'd love for church to be about escaping all of this, taking refuge from all of this, the faith and spirituality that Jesus gives us is actually about going into all of this. It's about being present in all of this. It's about exploring how do we be human and fully alive in this life and in this world. So when stuff is going on in our world, we have to talk about it. And today we're talking about Thanksgiving. We're talking about gratitude. But here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to talk about it in a way that's be thankful. Because I think we all get that. We all know, maybe deep down within us at least, that gratitude is something we should practice. It's something we should do. It's a good thing that leads to a good life. We know all that. So we're not going to talk about be grateful. Instead, we're going to get a bit messy. We're going to go into maybe a more tense place. And we're going to talk about how to be grateful. We're going to talk about the how. Today we're asking, how do we become people who are dispositionally grateful? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. And maybe right away you know someone who's like that. You know someone who's just wired for gratitude. They've got an energy, a hum to them. The Chris Traegers of our world. Yeah, we're talking about how do we become like them? How do we become people whose default position in the world is one of appreciation, wonder, and joy? And we're going to talk about that not just because it's in the air right now, not just because our tradition sees it as a good thing to do, but we're also going to talk about it because I think gratitude is one of the answers to a question that we're all asking right now. And that question is, how do we survive this pandemic in one peace. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone asking that? I know I'm asking that. And I think gratitude actually has something to say to us. So today we're going to talk about that. And today we talk about the thing that David Brooks said, the bit of wisdom that makes me roll my eyes, and two two reasons why it all matters. Are you with me? All right, let's go and give this a shot. Take 28. Something like that. So the thing that David Brooks said. So maybe you know this about me. Maybe you don't. You're going to learn about it. Uh, But one of the things I love to do, one of the things that I hope I can always choose to afford to do, is go out and have some amazing food and great drinks. I'd love to do that. But this thing happens like 75% of the time that Don and I will go out for a drink or some food, whether it's our neighborhood pub or Bridget Bar, our favorite place, shout out to the Bridget Bar. This thing will always, always happen. I will leave disappointed with my experience. There'll be something about the food, the service, the drinks, the atmosphere that will bug me and leave me feeling disappointed. And now, because it's a pattern, and patterns always have a truth to them, they're always trying to tell us something, I've been trying to pay attention to it. 
And at first, at first I thought it was because I worked in the industry for like 10 years, so I knew how things should be run. I had an eye for them. And I'd just see stuff that nobody else would see. I'd see waitresses picking up the glass like this and be like, no, what are you, like, what are you doing? Or the music would be too loud and I can't hear or just something would be off. But then after I paid enough attention to it, I realized something else was going on in the room. I realized that my expectations were in the way of me having a good time. I realized my expectations were the problem. Expectations are a funny thing, aren't they? Well, they can be a really good and healthy thing. They can also be one of the things that get in the way of us becoming those dispositionally grateful people. And the way they do that, the way they get in the way of gratitude, is because of what expectations so often become. Resentment. Yeah. Yeah, expectations breed resentment. They have a knack for leaving us feeling bitter, slighted, and disappointed. And maybe, maybe you know this. Anyone know this? Anyone feel this? Maybe you've gone to something. Maybe you've done something, whether it's church or work or relationships, whatever it is. But it didn't go your way. It didn't do what you thought it would do. It didn't do what you needed it to do. And so resentment came crashing in and you left feeling closed up, turned off, and bitter. Anyone? Yeah, it happens to me all the time. Because that's, that's what expectations can do. They can leave us feeling resentful. And that's why they're dangerous. They so easily leave us resentful and leave us feeling turned off, closed up, and bitter. Yeah. Yeah, resentment's a gratitude killer. And now we could, of course, just argue that, well, let's just not have any expectations. Let's just get rid of them completely. But again, probably not a realistic answer. The answer to this, as David Brooks would say, doesn't come with throwing them out altogether, but comes with having fewer of them. The trick David Brooks says, is in lowering the bar. The way to gratitude, he says, is by lowering the bar. Because it's when we lower the bar of our expectations and stop getting resentful over, over the things that aren't happening, that we make room for something else. Gratitude. We make room for gratitude because we start seeing the things that actually are happening instead of things that aren't. We see all the wonderful and good things that we've never noticed because we took them for granted or because our expectations were too high or too focused. The things that were always there, but the things that we could never appreciate and enjoy because resentment was getting in the way. Yeah. Yeah, for those of us looking to be grateful people, resentment is one thing we have to be so careful over. And one way around that, one way through that, is by lowering the bar. And so some questions for you as we look to become people who are dispositionally grateful. How can you lower the bar? How can you stop resentment from killing your gratitude? What's that one place? What's that one thing you do and you always leave feeling disappointed? Go back there. Go back and try going back with a lowered bar and see what happens. Yeah, 
Yeah, put those questions in your pocket. Pay attention to those things. Try lowering the bar. So, part two. Um, <laughs> I don't know why this is exactly, I, but, oh man. Every single time I hear this, this proverb that people always say, this bit of wisdom that people always say, I can't help but roll my eyes. And I don't know if that's because it sounds like so much like a Hallmark card or maybe because it's just so cliche and kind of sounds like a platitude or maybe, and this is probably the real reason, it's true and therefore I don't like it. But whatever it, it is, I can't help but groan every time I hear it. And the bit of wisdom is this. They call it, see, I can't even, I can't even say it without mocking it. They call it the present ugh, because it is a present. Oh, my God. They call it a present see, it, it, ugh, because it is a present. They call it a present. They call it the present because it is a present. Oh, my God. I can barely say it. But as eye-rolling as that is, it's kind of true, isn't it? It's got a weight to it. And that weight comes from this idea at the heart of our tradition. That baked into the universe, baked into all of this, is so much wonder and goodness. That in each and every moment, our life is full of stuff that can blow our minds, melt our hearts, break us open, make us laugh, or make us cry. And the proverb gets at the sacred idea that, as the poet said, to be here is glorious. To be here in the present, in the here and now, open to all that goodness and wonder and joy. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift for us to relish and be grateful for. And so as we try to become people who are dispositionally grateful... Maybe we need, need to hear that proverb. Maybe we need to stop our eyes from rolling because it's got something to say. And it's when we're not distracted by our expectations. It's when we're not back in yesterday or ahead in tomorrow. It's when we're not so caught up in ourselves but open to the world around us. It's then when we're open here and paying attention, it's then that we can get in on everything that makes this life and world a gift. It's then that we can allow ourselves to be abducted by wonder. It's then we can relish in those small moments of joy. It's then we can savor the things we don't really deserve. It's then that we can appreciate that even though this isn't perfect, even though there's still things that suck around us, there is still goodness in it all. It is still a gift. Yeah, it's still a gift. And sometimes the trick, and I know this is true for me, the trick to embracing this is in slowing down. It's in slowing down to receive the gift that's around us. It's in slowing down to pay attention, to get curious, and not rush off to what's next, but instead choose to be here. Choose to look around. Choose to be open. Choose to be willing to be surprised. Because we trust that the present, ugh, 
is a present. Yeah, the present is a present. It's true. It's right. As eye-rolling as it is, it's got something to say. And so for you who are looking to be more grateful, for you who are looking to practice that, how can you slow down? How can you see and better embrace the gifts that are all around you? How can you let your here be glorious? Yeah. Yeah, two things that we can do to find that life of gratitude, to get into that posture, that disposition. Lowering the bar and being present for the present. Two ways we can practice gratitude. Two ways we can find that life that those things open up. But before you go off and answer some of those questions that I gave you, um, let's answer the question that we're all asking. How do we survive the pandemic in one piece? And I think gratitude, I think gratitude's got something to say because of where gratitude leads and what gratitude pushes back against. So first, where gratitude leads. Now, while I'm sure gratitude leads all kinds of places, it leads to contentment, it leads to peace, it leads to comfort, it leads to relationships. One of the most important things that gratitude leads to is joy. It will always lead to joy. Gratitude will always turn into joy. It will always lead to that feeling, however fleeting, of being truly, deeply, and fully alive. Yeah. That's what joy is. Joy is those moments of feeling deeply and overwhelmingly alive. Yeah, that's what joy is. And the thing about joy, oh man, the thing about joy is that we can feel it even when life is tough and hard. We can feel it even when life sucks and the future looks dark and bleak. And here's why that is so important and so powerful. Joy reminds us that even though our world may be falling apart, even though dark stuff might be up in the air right now, even though it's scary, joy reminds us that we are still here. Yeah. Joy reminds us that we're still here, we're still breathing, we're still alive. Joy reminds us that life is not over yet. Yeah. Yeah, what a powerful thing joy is, right? It's so amazing. And so as we head deeper into this pandemic and we experience all the fear and the worry and the uncertainty that are coming our way as we head into what's probably going to be even a worse month than we've had, maybe we need to practice some joy right now. Maybe we need to relish in some joy. Because we need to recognize that even though all this is going on around us, we are still here. That despite it all, life can still be good. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes all we need is to recognize that we're still alive. That life is still good. And we can find there what we need to keep on going. Yeah, joy. Joy, so good, good, good stuff. But there's something else that gratitude does. Another way it can help us survive this thing. And that's what gratitude pushes up against. And so a story for you. And this, I think this story, yeah, it, it will do what it needs to do. So I was at the grocery store 
the other day, last week. I don't re really remember when it was because it all just kind of bleeds together. But I was at the grocery store. I was at the co-op. And as it sometimes happened, maybe this happens to you, um, I ended up following the same person around the entire grocery store. It's like we had the same list and the same grocery store strategy. We went around and then we went up and down the aisles. And we even had, were at the same checkout. But we, at one point in our shopping trip, we ended up in the aisle with all the pandemic survival gear. And this person, she grabbed the last box of masks, which is a big deal, right? The last box of masks. Numbers are going up. Things are getting scary. That mattered. And you can see everyone else in the aisle notice. And you can see them all get freaked out. You can see the tension rise. Something got cranked up to 11. And maybe you know that feeling. Maybe you know what they were feeling. I was certainly feeling it. I was feeling scared. I was feeling scarcity. I was feeling worry. I was feeling anger. And I was feeling bitterness. Yeah. Yeah, that's the world we live in right now, isn't it? This world that is fearful, that is us versus them, that is so deeply enmeshed in scarcity. That's where we are right now. And I was feeling that as I was in the checkout. I was watching that lady with that box of masks. And we were heading out to our cars later on. And we walked past someone who was sleeping on the sidewalk. But I was so caught up in my anger that I just kept on going. But that lady, she stopped. And she knelt down beside the man. She opened up her box of masks. She took half of them out and she said, Hey, I was really glad to get this last box of masks uh, but I know you need them too, so here, take half. And she, she stood up and walked back to her car. And I'm there thinking, you gave him your masks? You gave him the last box? Like, lady, give him the bananas, give him a sandwich, give him some cash, but you gave him your masks? What are you doing? What are you doing? But as I went home, I realized what she was doing. She was doing the one thing that we can do to make us come out of this pandemic better than ever before. She was doing the one thing that pushes up against that fear, that scarcity, that animosity, and that tension. She was doing generosity. She was doing generosity. Generosity is that thing that comes out of gratitude. Because it's when we are so grateful for what we have that we somehow in some way just need to share it with others so they can have that thing too. And I think generosity is one way we can come out of this pandemic in one piece. Because it's generosity that pushes back against all that stuff that is tearing our world apart right now. That fear, that scarcity, that animosity, that division. Because generosity immediately looks at what others have and makes sure they have enough. It's about making sure that your neighbor, your loved ones, other people have enough too. Because if we can all come out of this thing with enough, oh, imagine what it could be like. A world where we make sure that other people have enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's where gratitude can lead us. Gratitude can make that happen. 
That's why we need to become dispositionally grateful. Because it can transform everything. Yeah. So as we head into whatever's next, as we finish off this long weekend, the work is ours. How do we become dispositionally grateful? How do we lower the bar? How do we be present to receive the present? And how do we practice joy and generosity? So my friends, the work is yours. Know that we're doing it together. Know that we're not doing it alone. And as always, may grace and peace be with you.